재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. The International Olympic Committee is facing an unprecedented backlash from anti-doping groups as well as athletes after it decided not to impose a total blanket ban on the Russian team set to compete at these upcoming Rio Summer Olympic Games. Instead, it ruled that the 28 individual sports federations involved in the Olympics were free to decide the fate of Russian athletes on a case-by-case basis. So essentially a decision that no side was happy with. Russians obviously wanted all their athletes to attend. Uh, the rest of the world, including anti-doping uh, officials, would have liked to have seen a total ban. We're going to get some analysis right now uh, from the University of New South Wales. Very pleased to have joining us law professor Deborah Healy. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for joining us, Professor Healy. Uh, the IOC, their justification is, well, it's unfair to clean athletes among the Russian delegation to, to have this blanket ban. Other people felt there was some political pressure, not wanting to anger Vladimir Putin. What, what do you think was the cause of the IOC's decision? Was it cold feet, as some people might say? Look, I don't know that it was. I think there are several issues which are important to consider. I mean, I think the fact that it appears that the athletes were state-sponsored in their doping makes it more shocking to outsiders outside Russia. But I guess that also means athletes were more likely to take part in the doping because it was expected by their government and the sports authorities. Um, I guess that... um, You know, sport is such an important cultural feature that um, one would be loath to isolate Russia from sport if one could help it. It's a very large country, and perhaps they thought, well, if we keep them in the loop, we can keep a better eye on them rather than alienating them completely. But I think from a legal perspective, you have to weigh up the rights of individual athletes to due process you know, having their individual circumstances considered. And by um, imposing strict conditions, which have been done, and giving the international federations uh, the discretion to allow them or not, they give some athletes the opportunity to show that they're not doping. And I think that that's fairer in in a legal sense than to just impose a blanket ban on the whole country's athletes. Right, and and certainly a very reasoned response that I think a lot of people would agree with. Uh, nevertheless, there are people um, that are not fully on board with this decision, Professor Haley, including uh, the anti-doping agencies, people who would like to see performance-enhancing drugs uh, be eliminated from all sports, whether it's amateur or professional. If if you are, I suppose, an activist or a supporter of that cause, this ruling would represent a setback, though, right? It may, but I mean, I think that um, it's naive to expect that we can eliminate all doping. Uh, It's such a complex area. I would like to say that we could, but if you look at things like the uh, complexity of the code itself, the wider code, it's very difficult to catch people who are, uh, you know, intent on doping. Often the doping substances they use are one step ahead of the testers. 
And, um, of course, it's much more likely that doping is acceptable if it is in a state-sanctioned scheme as it was here. So I think the very fact that this has all been revealed is out in the open and um, they're now having to have their athletes tested by the testing authorities of other countries is a big step forward. But I don't know that we're any closer to um, having drug-free sport, which is very disappointing. But right. there are a whole range of reasons for that. And certainly there are certain sports that tend to be perhaps more prone to having athletes be tempted to using uh, PEDs. Uh, Weightlifting, I can think of one. Other sports, maybe like Taekwondo, uh, perhaps not as likely. The decision, though, to at least issue that ban, the total ban on the track and field or the athletics team from Russia, do you you agree with that decision? Because Putin was also quite aggrieved of that uh, ban. Well, I think that was a very good idea. Um, I think, you know, the the Olympic executive said, you know, we've got a responsibility to protect clean athletes and the integrity of sport, but they said generally athletes must be given the opportunity to rebut that collective responsibility. Now, with uh, with the athletics team, they had more proof in there about the athletes than they have had in, in a lot of other areas. So I think that that's um, that that's possibly a reasonable compromise. Do we have the confidence that, uh, as you pointed out, uh, out third-party countries can test these uh, athletes uh, trying to get into the games, and the federations will make their own individual decisions based on their respective sports? Um, do you feel those protocols are sufficient to to try to weed out any um, of the athletes, whether from Russia or otherwise, um, to try and prevent uh, enhanced athletes from competing? Well, I think that they're more under the microscope now than they've ever been. And I think that it's more likely that they'll be weeded out if independent third-party testers are involved rather than the Russians themselves. So I think that has to be a positive. Uh, What can I say? I think up until now the the, the problem has more been that um, uh, individuals have have wanted to uh, avoid this, you know... Uh, play with the system rather than state-sponsored. But, I mean, I I believe that in the last few months a couple of other international testing laboratories have have been, have had their accreditation by the the IOC and WADA removed because they haven't been testing well enough. So I think they're working all the time. It's just a very, very big problem. Certainly is. It does harken back to the old, I suppose, uh, Cold War days, uh, the Soviet Union, the Eastern Bloc, and the, the, I, I suppose the, the perception from the West that all of these countries have some sort of state-sponsored type of system, whether accurate or not. Uh, the problem is time as well, isn't it, Professor Healy? The Olympics are starting very shortly, and it, there doesn't seem to be a lot of time to accurately try to assess whether each respective sport can make a reasoned decision on uh, whether that particular Russian team is qualified to attend. Well, I think one of the other reasons why they've done what they've done is by doing it this way, they've avoided an abundance of claims against them prior to the Olympics, an abundance of claims going to the Court of Arbitration for Sport, which they couldn't handle. So they've narrowed it down a little. They've left 
some of the discretion in the sports, but subject, you know, no Russian who in any sport who has previously been tested positive can compete in any sport even if they've served their ban. Mm. Now, there'll be a lot of other athletes at the Olympics who've been banned before but have served their bans. So the the Russians are being treated uh, more strictly there, and that's good. Um, So I think that... um, I think that there are some things being done, um, and each of the uh, additional testing and and um, has to be upheld by a CAS arbitrator, so that'll all be reviewed. So I think that that's useful too. As you say, it's impossible to uh, expect that you can wipe out performance-enhancing drugs from all sports. But in your view, what does the future hold for uh, this uh, ongoing fight against doping? Well, can I just go back? I mean, to that you you did mention state-sponsored doping, um, you know, in the Cold War, and I mean, a lot of that has been proven to be correct. Once they opened a lot of files from from East Germany, became available. Uh, there's a lot of uh, confirming material that an awful lot of their athletes were involved in state-sponsored doping. Um, in most cases, they didn't know that it was happening. But so I think this is this has happened before. Now whether it's it's gone on, how long it's gone on for in Russia, one wouldn't know. Um, but I think that we just need to be diligent and keep up with the scientific, okay, um, the scientific uh, development of, of better tests, right? And, and keep at it. I don't think we can give up. Uh, there are a whole range of other right. issues which probably are outside the scope of this interview, which we might be able to do. But but yeah. I think that um, we shouldn't lose heart. Got it. We're out of time, unfortunately. Professor Healy, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Seoul City News up next.